Recorded live. God bless, God bless. We, we welcome everyone, the young men, women, and God's worldwide ministry. And tonight we have the Bible study. And we thank everyone for being with us. And uh, until our teacher gets here, we're going to play a little music. And when she comes on... <laughs> We will be we will be ready.
Hello? God bless, God bless. We welcome a one of the young men and women God's worldwide ministry of tonight. We had the Bible study. We were waiting on our teacher tonight, our pastor. But it seems like she's not here right now, and we're not in delay. We're going to go on with prayer. So tonight, we see that Prophet Pamela Griffith, Pamela, um, Pamela Cook is on the line, and we're going to ask her to go on and give us prayer as we open up for the Bible study. Pamela? Pamela Pamela Cook? Well, God bless. We we saw that Pamela Cook was on the line, and we were asking her to give us an opening prayer. But, being that we have not heard from her, then we're going to go on. Because God is good in all that he does. Father God, we thank you once again for letting us come on your line. We thank you for blessing us tonight. And Father God, we just ask you to lift us up tonight as we go into your Bible study. Father God, we just ask you to um, direct us in the direction that we need to go in according to your will and your purpose in our lives. We thank you for everything you have done on this blessed day of yours. And we just want to move in your word in an awesome and mighty way. So we just ask you and we, we just look for you to guide us in your word tonight. As we have a few members on the line with us, we just we just lift we just touch you right now that you will be able to um obscene us and lift us up in your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. But we were looking for we were looking forward to um Elder um Renee being with us and so forth a part of the ministry tonight, and a uh, pastor, Albright, did not contact me, and then I let me know that she would not be with us tonight. 
so we're going to carry on. Still is as prophetess Pamela Cook with us. Well, we heard we heard some music, so we know she may be with us. <laughs> to God be the glory. We thank Pastor Pamela Cook for being with us and all that she does. Come on. You know? In Jesus' name. As we uh, make the announcement, on Wednesday night, we will be blessed. God, to God be glory. We'll be blessed to have our speaker with us on Wednesday night. Uh, Apostle, um, Elder, excuse me, I think it's Elder. Elder uh, Tonya, Tanya Stewart will be with us from out of North Carolina. So we ask y'all to join us on Wednesday night. And uh, on Wednesday, on Saturday night, we'll have Providence Alicia uh, uh, Halessa from out of uh, Pensacola, Florida. She will be coming to give us a word from God. So we look forward to having Providence Halessa. With us on Saturday night, so um, we ask y'all to truly be with us that we will hear word from God on Wednesday and Saturday night. And we thank God for the women of God who's going to come and give the word. As of tonight, as we were looking forward to uh, Pastor Albright coming to give the word and like, again, I said she did not contact with me to let me know that she would not be here. So we will carry on and present the word of God tonight in an awesome way. For God's word is God's word. And we will go on with it. Father God, we just ask you that you open up the man of God to be able to, to open up your word tonight in an awesome way, Father God, that we be able to share your word and talk about your word in an awesome way as we deal with the questions of your word according to your will and your purpose in his life to be a steward of your word tonight and a teacher of your word in the direction of giving your word in Jesus' name we pray, amen. We'd like to go on and read from Ephesians, the third chapter. And Paul says, for this reason I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for you Gentiles, if indeed you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which was given to me, for you, how that my revelation he made known to me the mystery, as I have briefly written already, by which when you read, you may understand by knowledge in the mysteries of Christ, which in other words was not made known to the sons of men, 
as it has been revealed by the Spirit to his holy apostles and prophets that the Gentiles should be fellow heritage of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel which I became a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given to me by the effective working of his power. To me who and least than the least, excuse me, to me who am less than the least of all the saints, this grace was given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make all see what is the fellowship of the mysteries which from the beginning of the age has been hidden in God who created all things through Jesus Christ and to the intent that now the manful wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. According to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness, access, and confidence through faith in him. Therefore, I ask that you do not lose heart at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he whom granted you according to the riches of his glory and to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, length, depth, and height. To know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of glory now to him who is able to exceed me abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. 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 We thank God for the reading of his word. And we thank God just for his word being what his word is. God be the glory. Tonight we will we want to talk about the mysteries of the word of God. And we want to go in and we're going to ask questions so we hope that some of you that are on the line will join us and responding to the questions that that I ask because it's something that we need to know. And we need to be able to ask what we don't know about the Word of God. Amen? Yeah. 
Amen, amen, amen. And we just thank everyone that's here with us to be partakers. Because this is an open form Bible study. Even though this was the night for Pastor Albright and she's not here, it doesn't mean that the word of God does not go forth because God said my word. It should not return to me, boy, but accomplish what I please in the place that I send it, and it shall prosper. So tonight, the word of God shall prosper in his, in his teaching. Amen. Paul starts out in the third chapter of Genesis, and he says, for this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ, Jesus, for the Gentiles, Indeed, you have heard of my dispensation of the grace of God, which was given to me for you. And and, and that that is so awesome that he says that this was given to me for you. And, and, and we need to know who he's talking about that it was given for, and it was for the Gentiles. Because Paul was directed, and his assignment was to teach the Gentiles about who Christ was. So he goes on to say, how that by the revelation he made known to me the mystery, as I've heard briefly written already, by which when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mysteries of Christ. Mm-mm-mm. I'd like to ask you all a question if anyone can answer, what are the mysteries hidden in the ages past but now revealed in Christ Jesus? For he says, which in other ages may not made known to the sons of men, but as it has now been revealed by the spirit of his holy apostles and prophets. And, and the thing about it that what God had hidden was not revealed in the apostles. Mm-mm-mm. Hallelujah, glory to God. And more, and more likely was not hidden in the prophets before the New Testament, but was revealed in those apostles and prophets that came to pass. So, again, I asked anyone on the line to share with me what they think the mysteries that he was talking about here that was revealed to us. Because I'm quite sure there's someone on the line that doesn't understand what mysteries. Because when I read this, I had to wonder back in my days of ministry, what mysteries were hidden from us? So anyone want to share with me? I heard an amen. Anyone that said amen, would you want to share with me what you think the mysteries that were hidden from? Um, I think um, in the chapter where you're coming from, um, I'm thinking that we will see the unchangeable um, character of God. Um. To the, the mystery is um, the temptation of mankind. And um, 
I think it relates about the servants was more careful than the wild animals and the God has made. And he said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? I think in this chapter, um, he was stating the mystery of father of all lies, and he was talking about the servant, which is um, Satan, the devil. Amen. 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 I mean, you're, you're dead. You're right on the right track, my sister. Um, as far as the mysteries, and a lot of us have been excluded from really understanding what are the mysteries that are hidden in Christ Jesus. And tonight, I, I, I just wanted to hear for someone to see what they understood the mysteries being. But what, what God was talking about here, about the mysteries, was one thing. That he talked about the generational and not that the Gentiles were to be called and saved and was made known from Abraham. Because we understand that that, that all all the nations were created and, and and pronounced to Abraham that he would be the father of many nations. But it goes on to say that through the Old Testament and y'all can read this in Romans, the ninth chapter, 24th verse. And I hope y'all got your pen and papers with y'all. The 33rd verse in Galatians, the third chapter, the eighth verse. But that they should say, they should be saved without observing the law. And that both Jews and Gentiles would be liberated from it, being made a new body under the terms of the new covenant was the new covenant was not made known and this was a, a new revelation and what God is saying that I didn't make nobody know this until I revealed the new revelation so everybody in the Old Testament did not know what was going to proceed in coming out of the New Testament are y'all with me my sister that spoke up, are you with me? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm listening. Okay. And, and what God is saying is that, okay, I kept that from them because there was going to be a new thing that happened that they couldn't know about. And, and we got to understand something, that when, when we have something that we don't want nobody to know about because we're getting ready to do something new, we don't tell nobody about it until we do it. Amen? Come on. Come on now. All of us have things that we do that we don't let nobody know until we do it. And then everybody say, God, you're doing a new thing. You didn't tell me you were getting ready to do something new because we didn't reveal it to them until we did it. And that's how God was. God did not expose to the prophets about revealing what he was getting ready to do in the New Testament. Because there was a measure that was going to come. It wasn't about man, but it was about Christ Jesus to bring about that which would be new. 
Hey, hallelujah. I don't know about you. I'm, I'm going to say amen to that because you know what? It, it came, the old man had created the things that were established in the Old Testament, and it took the new man to establish the things that was going to be created in the New Testament. That's why God said, um, no, do not let the um, right hand know what the left one. That's why. Amen. Come on now. Come on now. That's right. That's right. That's right. And here's the revealing of that, that God did not let what was old know what he was getting ready to do that was going to be brand new. Right. Exactly. exactly. Amen. We thank, we thank the woman of God for sharing with us. And. That's what he was saying here mm. as we just moved down into understanding what the mysteries were. You know, it became a mystery because anything that you don't know is a mystery to you. Right. <laughs> hey! You know, and the thing about it that that we all got mysteries in our lives that we hold back from everybody, and when we were, when the mystery is revealed, then they say, golly, I didn't know that. Whatever you don't know becomes a mystery to you because you didn't know it before it was going to happen. Right, because you mm-hmm. have, have blockers out there. That's why a lot of people can't get their blessing. Amen. Before it happened, they're, um, they're telling their friends and family, sometimes you can, um, God said, watch as well as pray and trust him only. And that's why... Well, we can't reveal things that God have that we're going to do until if we want to share it once it happens, then that's okay because it's already happened. That's right. That's right. And see, because when you share something before it happens, it makes people prepare themselves before it happens. I don't want nobody to prepare themselves, and that's what God did. He didn't want the devil to be able to prepare himself for what he was getting ready to do before it happened. And that when it happened, it would be, oh, hallelujah, glory to God, it would, it would, would come unexpectedly. See, a mystery will always be something that comes unexpectedly. Right. Come on now. Come on, Holy Ghost. Teach this word tonight. Because we always got to be ready for the unexpected. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yes. You know what I'm saying? And it, it's not it's not a bad thing to be ready for something that you may do unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because not only will it be brand new to you, it's going to be brand new to everybody around you. Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> because when God's hand touches you in such okay. a miracle, in such As a... In such, I have taught um, people that... Um, you know, do not share what you're going to do, even with me, until um, God, God has answered your prayers, if it's in his will. <clears throat> do not share it with me or anybody else, because I've seen the downfall in my life, because I had a big mouth and want to share everything with everybody, and that's why it didn't prosper, until I start keeping silent and humble and pray, and if it's in his will, my prayers was answered. So I I want us to do the same thing. Amen. 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 And see, that's the power of exhortation. Because exhortation is a mystery. Right. Because 
even though I come to church with an expectation, it's a mystery to me because I don't know what the fulfillment of my expectation is going to be. That's right. Come on. Come on now. Come on now. We're teaching. We, we, the Holy Ghost teaching this thing tonight because a lot of us walk in and always, and always want to know, to know, to know what is getting ready to happen. But God will reveal something to you that happened before you know it happened. Before you know it happened. So true. You know what I'm saying? You have walked in plenty of things in your life that has been a mystery to you, how you made it through. How did you go through it? How did it happen? But it was all a mystery because God didn't reveal it to you before it happened. Mm-hmm. Amen. Come on. Oh, somebody say amen. Let's go on. Let's go on. Let's go on through this. In the word of God, he goes on to say, how that my revelation he made known to me the mysteries as have briefly written already by which you have, you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known to the sons of man as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to his holy apostles and prophets. And, and and here we go back again to those things that were revealed. You know, God God is revealing to us right now his mysteries through his through our revelation. More more now than ever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing that we don't know that God is getting ready to do before he does it. Right. Because, see, in the Old Testament, he did not tell them what he was going to do before he did it. He just did it, and then it was it was, it was amazing to them. The things that God do should not be amazing to us, but it should be a fulfillment of the promises that he made that he was going to do. Yes. yes. You know what I'm saying? Because he already told us about the promises. All we're looking for is the fulfillment of the promises in our lives. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Come on now. Come on now. It's not a mystery, and it's not it's not something that he didn't reveal to us because if you read the word of God, everything that God does is revealed to us before he does it. Right, right. Mm. It's called discernment, discernment. Sometimes God gives us the discernment gift so we can already know and see what he's going to do. And also the discernment gift of, you know, of, of teaching us, you know, who – who not to share um, um, the mystery with and who we can share the mystery with. I, I, I love that because God tells us that we can't give the swine. Did, did he say that? What can't we give the swine? Because there are certain people we can't give the knowledge of God because they're not able to apprehend it. Right. right. Okay? So so he revealed to us about a mystery that he gave you revelation to that you can share with, and there's certain places you can't. I'm a preacher, and when I preach, there's certain there's certain levels of revelation that I can share mm-hmm. at a given time, and there's certain revelations I can't share until that time comes. Mm-hmm. Come on now. True. Come on now. I, I want you to understand that the mystery of God, there's certain mysteries that you can reveal at a certain time, and there's certain mysteries you can't because the people, if you reveal it to them, you will, you will, you will alienate them from being able to receive because they won't understand. 
Mm-hmm. And Mary, can you sense anybody on the line tonight? I want you to know that God makes a time for certain things to be revealed and there's certain times that things can't be revealed, even though he revealed it to you. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm in a place for every, um, for everything. Amen. Amen. Uh, Amen. I always encourage Amen. my members to have their own, to read the Bible, read the Word, meditate, fast, pray, and have their own personal relationship with God. So whenever they enter that church, because we know Lucifer have have a a pulpit too. Amen. Amen. Therefore, we can know the word when we hear the word. So it won't be a mystery, and and God can, the message will reveal it to us, that what the um, preacher is saying is true. Yeah, and you're so right. See, what happens is, and I've been there, I I I have I have in my immatureness in my ministry, in, in, the, in the early part of my ministry, ooh, 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 wanted to know be Mister Know It All and everything, and reveal yeah. some things, and people denied the things that I revealed because they were not ready for it. Right, right. Come 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 on now. I I I I know somebody else that walked in that same place. I did. Uh, I, I I can remember way back. I said something that people talk about now, but they didn't talk about then. And 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 back then, I I talked about hallelujah. I talked about how God made us in Genesis one and twenty six. How He made the man in spirit before He made him in a body. And when I preached that and talked that. I got rebuked because they said I was telling a lie. They said that God made man in the second chapter. He did not make man and woman in the, in the first, in, in Genesis 1 and 26, and they were not ready for that. God had gave me that so early, but it wasn't for a time. That was not the time for the release. And whenever I went to other people's Bible studies, they would say, and they would be teaching on Genesis, the first chapter, they would say, Reverend Carpenter, don't come in here with that stuff that you be talking because I'm going to ask you to leave because they were not ready for it. Mm -hmm. See what I'm saying? They were not ready to understand that we were created in spirit before we were created in body. Right. Right. And, right. And, and and then that came later on that people were able to hear it and receive it. But at the time that God gave it to me, he gave it to me to bring me into knowledge of it, but not to release it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you got to wait on God to release the mysteries that he gives you. I'm hoping I'm sharing this with somebody in this teaching tonight. Every mystery that God reveals to you has a time to be revealed. True. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm telling you, you don't, and you step out, you're going to get rebuked, you're going to be kicked down, and if you're not strong like me, you're going to be, you're going to be, you're going to be, <laughs> you, if you're not a strong person, you will walk away from God, and you will walk away from the church because you think the people are beating you up and not receiving you. Mm-hmm. But God taught me that when I jump out ahead of him and I'm not received, don't blame it on him and don't blame it on me. But just understand that it was me that didn't put myself in a place to be received. 
I I don't know how that sounded to anybody, but I hope you caught it because you got to understand it ain't about you, but it's about him. About God. And it's not, and it's not about it's not about your time, but it's about his time. That's right. Okay. It's about his time. Let's go on and read a little more of the word of God. He goes on to say, which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men, as it has been revealed by the Spirit to his holy apostles and prophets, that the Gentiles should be fellow heritors of the same body and partakers of his promise, which through which through Mm-mm-mm. Which do? Let me see where I'm at. The part of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel, of which I became ministering according to the gift of grace of God, which to me by the effective work of His power. And, and what we understand, it's the effective work of power of God that lets us be able to reveal the things of God. See, it ain't about you. You can't reveal nothing and for it to be effective unless it's by the power of God. That's right. And, and see, a lot of us think that we get stuff and we want to go share it, we want to run, we want to speak in people's life. But it's not it's not empowered by the effectiveness of what we say unless it's by God. Unless it's by his word, that's right. You know what I'm saying? A lot of things we run and we say, you know, everybody won't always want to speak over your life, but they don't speak according to the word of God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want to come say, oh, Whatever my sister's name that's on it. Oh, Lord, the Lord want to bless you. He want to do this. He want to do that. But let me tell you something about me. When 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 God gave me to be able to walk in the fivefold ministry, and He gave me the word to be able to prophesy, I said, God, if you do anything in this elementary time of my life, because I, I we all have an elementary time, but this elementary time of my life, let me have the word in my prophecy to speak over somebody. Mm-hmm. And he gave that to me, that when I prophesied somebody, I gave him the word to go look up to coincide with the prophecy that he gave me. Good. Amen. Because, because you want the word to be the essence of, uh, of the fulfillment of the power of the word that you speak. Mm-mm-mm. Can I say that again? You want the word to be the essence of the power of the word you speak over somebody. And why I say that? Because they can always go back to the word and read the word and embrace that which the word has said and whatever God has given you to speak over their life. And I don't believe that God is going to give you anything other than his word to speak over somebody's life. That's true. Amen. I am so tired of these prophets prophesizing about houses and cars and all this, and they don't give you a word to go along with it, but they want they want a dollar to come out of your pocket. That's it. Thank you. Amen. You know what I'm saying? I am so tired of that. It ain't about the dollar, but it's about the fulfillment of the word of God to be cherished over, over your life that you can see the manifestation of what God said to come to fold. That's it. 
Oh, hallelujah. I'm excited right now. <laughs> Woo! Jesus. And this is why a lot of people don't like me to come to their churches and preach because I'm going to tell them, I'm going to tell them, I'm going to tell them the truth. They don't want to hear the truth, but I'm going to tell you the truth according to the unadulterated word of God. I'm not a sugar coder. Um, this is why I'm not invited because when I tell people that when I speak God's word, it's for me too because I'm human. And Amen. God's word is the conviction is on me because it's Amen. God that I'm speaking through. God is speaking through me. So, therefore, when I say something, it's not, I don't know. It's because it, it could be hitting me. I say sometimes that's that word for me. So this why I can't, you know, I does my ministry, but a lot of them don't want me at their churches because I'm not a sugar coder. I, I teach the word of God, and I teach Amen. the word of God. And I let them know about my dirt, sometimes some of my dirt, to let them know that I'm human too, you know. But I'm, I'm, I'm doing my calling, what God has called me to do. And I love this um, Bible study tonight. You are, pre, you are really teaching it. Amen, amen, amen. It's about being real. You know, the, God, the word of God is real. Let me tell you something. I, I, got, I, I come from Bethlehem Missionary Baptist Church back with my grandmother, down in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And I'm telling you, I grew up there with my godbrother, cousins and everything, and they got ministries. But you know what? They will not, they have never asked me to come preach a word at their church. They have had me when I was there, and God was growing me in this ministry that he gave me to be able to sit in their Bible studies and some of the stuff that I that, that they taught that I retort through, through God by them in their, in their ministries, they will not ask me because they don't want to, they don't want to see the God in me make, make it seem like I'm better than them. But I'm not better than them. It's just that I study more than they do, and they need to get into the Word, and they don't understand that. And I, just, I, I, don't know who I, I don't know who I'm sharing that with on this line, but tonight I just want you to know and it's not about that you're family members may not bring you in, but they don't bring you in because of their own jealousy of who you are and your relationship with God. That's true. That's true. It's and not about you, but it's about your relationship. And preachers do not want to bring you in also because it's about the coins and the members. They don't want to lose their um, money, their nice houses and fine cars. Amen. Brainwash the members, so they don't want you to preach certain things, certain scriptures in the church, certain word of God in the church, because they don't want to lose the coins. Amen, amen. And I, I, I just want to share before we move on. I understand what the pastor is saying, and one thing about it is that I've been there, and everybody always wants to think that you. the ones that you gave me. Remember this, that no matter if you're a pastor on this line or whatever you are in leadership, that it's the people that God gave you. It ain't about, they're not your people, but they're God's people. God's people, right. You know what I'm saying? And if they want to leave, they want to go, don't worry about it. Nobody took them. They only went 
where God directed them to. And if they didn't go where God directed to them, they'll be back where God had them purposely put in your ministry. I want you to understand that. Uh, It don't matter. They're not your people. They are not your people, but they're God's people. And sometimes people people do what they want to do, but believe me, if God has assigned them to be in your ministry, whether they leave, go, or whatever, they will return. If some of them have, I'm a witness to that, some of them return because when they got to another church, they heard the same message, and they didn't like it. Amen. Amen. We always got to remember the grass is not green on the other side until God makes it greener. Right. God has to make it, see, because there's every level that God will move you in, and sometimes he moves you past the level of the ministry that you're under, and he'll move you to a, to a ministry that you can receive on the level that you are. That's why I, I have never, I've been doing this, this Bible study and, 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 and radio and phone ministry for over 20 years, and I've watched people come and go. But they're still my sons and daughters in Christ Jesus because they grew past me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get upset about them going past me because there's always another level that God is going to take us to that the person that you're with can't go with you to. Does it make me an advocate in what I'm doing? No, it doesn't. But it makes me powerful in a level that I grew you to move to another level. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> you got to understand, I don't care what leaders on the line, I hope you heard that. It makes you empowered that you grew somebody to move into another level, even though they're not on the level, same level with you. Because you're only on the level that God puts you on to be able to teach on. Not that you are not powerful than the level that you want, but he, hallelujah. Glory to God. He has put you in a level that he needs you to be able to minister on, to be able to feed the people on that level. Somebody get that. <laughs> Never feel that that that, they, that that you were an advocate to do what God has you to do and where you at. Because people move past you doesn't mean that they 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 have they have they have grown to be more powerful than you are. They just grown to move into another level to become more powerful. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yes. Let me go on and read this thing. <laughs> it says that the Gentiles should be fellow heritages of the same body and partakers of. His promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel, which I became a minister according to the gift of the grace of God, which the grace of God given to me by the effective work of his promise. To me, who am least, less than the least of all the saints, this grace was given. And I want you to understand something that Paul is saying here, that all that I've been through, all that I did, that even God gave me this grace. And I want someone to understand tonight on this line in this Bible study that I don't care how much you validate who you are. Know that God validated you to be more than what you are. Can I, can I, can I share that again? 
that you, we all, as Paul validated himself and said, I'm the least. Okay? But when you may think you're the least, God has validated you to be greater than the least of what you think that you are. Because if we get stuck in thinking about where we came from, where we at, and God can't use me to do this, he can't use me to do all that I done did, all that I done lived, that God validated you to be more than what you are. He said that I validated you to be more than just conquerors. He said, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. So understand that where your less is, your less is greater than the outside of God. Mm-hmm. And just be, be just be content where God has you to be has you to be in. Yes. He goes on to say, I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. And, and I want to stop here because I want to know to anyone on this line understand what are the unsearchable riches of Christ. Somebody tell me. I want to know what you think is the unreachable, the unsearchable riches of Christ. Because the word of God tells us that we search and we move in the riches of Christ Jesus. Do you know what the riches of Christ Jesus is? The unsearchable riches of his of of who he is? Somebody tell me. I don't know. It's not in material things. I know that it's not. It's not in the um, fancy cars and the houses and the, and and all this money and stuff like that because money cannot pay to stay alive. We all die in Jesus. We all going to die in Jesus. Amen. He said only a few is going to make it in. It could be some of those people that um, up under the, the tree, but they show love. Um, because there's so much of not showing love these days is is not um, uh, is in the churches. They're not showing as much love as the people on the outside. So the riches is is not is when they think they have it made with the money and and everything, and they don't have to want for anything. That's not rich. rich. That's not riches. The riches is knowing who God is, knowing that no matter what your struggles and your trials and tribulation, that know that when you pray. Sooner or later, your prayers is going to be answered if it's in his will. Those are where the riches are. Um, and I, I, I thank Minister Albright for including me in this radio because this is, is a teachable lesson for me too as well, and, and I've really enjoyed it tonight. Amen, amen, amen. And we thank her too, even though she's not here at this time. But... The thing about it is that we have to understand what are the riches of Christ that God gave us in Romans 11 and 33. And he let us know that, oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. And, and that is the depth of the riches of God that's in Christ Jesus, the knowledge and understanding. That's why we seek out the knowledge and understanding in him that's in us. See, we need to know, to know, to know what is the movement of Christ Jesus in our lives. And then when we, when we, when we know, we start to embrace the understanding 
to move in the riches of what he is and what he has always been. When we look at and we read Scripture, we understand that what are the riches of Christ Jesus are the things that he did and what the embracing of the riches of him is is walking in his character. Can I tell you that again? To be able to walk in his character will enrich you to be him. Because there's nobody else that you're trying to be and you're striving to be, but to be able to walk as him in the character that he was that's in you. Right. See what I'm saying? Because because your character changed when you got born again, truly born again. I'm talking to the true born uh, uh, people of Christ, that it started to change and you started to enrich the character of him that's in you. That's why you start to walk in the fruits of the Spirit. You start to work in all the elements that start to let people look at you to be different than you once was, than you once was. Because you're not the same as you used to be because of the riches of Christ Jesus that's being poured out of you. Mm-mm-mm. And that comes from understanding, knowledge, and wisdom. That's right. Because you got to know him to be able to walk in him. I don't care in any relationship that you're in, when you marry your husband or you or, or some of you brothers on him marry your wife, eventually you got to know the woman that you marry to be able to marry. You got to know the man that you married to be able to know him. Maybe you don't know him in the fullness of who he is, but you know a little more than just of him, you know who he is. That's right. And it's the same thing with Christ Jesus, that when we married him, we started knowing who he was, opposed to knowing of him. Because we could know of somebody, and I could tell you about less people I know of, but then when they do something, it may not be according to what I know of that they would do because they did something other than what I know them to do. But see, when you start to know somebody, you start to know what they will do and what they won't do. God will show you. That's somebody right. say amen. Come on now. It's the truth. I don't care whatever husband and wife is on here. You start to know what your husband will do and what he won't do. You start to know what your wife will do and what she won't do. Right. Because you grow, you grow to start knowing them. And that's how you grow to start knowing what are the riches of Christ Jesus because he starts to grow in you. That's why he said greater is Jesus in you. The greatness that's in you starts to expound itself for you to yes. know what are the riches of him that's in you. Hallelujah. Yes. <laughs> the word is the word. Where am I at, Lord Jesus? <laughs> this is powerful to me. I was not prepared to teach this. <laughs> and God is just lifting me up. Oh, yeah. He is lifting uh, me up. He uh, is lifting me up. <clears throat> I came to ask questions. I didn't come here to teach the word. But in my teaching, God is showing me about the questions that I had to ask. Right. Mm-mm. Instead of me hearing it from somebody else, he's telling me to be able to tell you 
mm-hmm. some of the questions that you may have inside of you that you may not want to ask right now. But you know what? I learned a long time in Bible study in, in my younger days. There was always people, the pastor would say, everybody got it. And them old women would say, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I would ask a question. And when I asked that question, they would turn around and say, I wanted to know that too. Sometimes people won't ask a question and go along with what's going on and bypass what they need to know. True. Um, some of my, I got my members loosened up now to ask questions because sometimes they have a question in their heart, but they mm-hmm. um, think that when they ask the question, it may come out, it may not come out like the way they want wanted to ask it. And um, I tell them, you know, no question is stupid. Whatever is in your heart, sometimes God can be putting that in your heart to ask that question. And don't be ashamed. Loosen up. Don't be ashamed because we are human. Amen. That's the only way we're going to learn if we ask a question. And if we don't know it, we need to search um, for God's word. Amen. And it's so truthful. I want anyone on the line, there's no such thing as a stupid question about the word of God. Because I, I I will I my teach I'm supposed to teach next week and I'm telling you be here because I'm gonna teach about what the fivefold ministry is all about because a lot of y'all do not know. A lot of y'all just sit and walk with these people and a lot of people that walk in the fivefold ministry wasn't called to be in what they are because they don't walk according to what God's word says of being apostles uh, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And Amen. I need y'all to come and hear what God says that they should walk in because an apostle should not be a pastor over a church. He should be just what God called him to be. Mm, I don't want to start tonight. <laughs> but I will be I will be online next next Monday night to really teach and I, I tell you, you need to come, you need to bring your members, you need to bring your friends, because they need to know what God says and start running behind these people that are walking and doing what they want to do in leadership that is not according to the will of God. Hmm. Let me leave that alone. Let me move on to this lesson. <laughs> to God be the glory. Um, it went on to say, and to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the age has been hidden in God, who created all things through Christ Jesus, to the intent that now the manful wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and power in the heavenly places. And um, I want to know, I want to ask anybody on the line, what did he mean by to the intent? And I'll go back and read it again. To the intent that now the man for wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principality and power in the heavenly places. What was God's intent there that he wanted to make it known to the principalities and the places? God had a reason. He had a reason that he wanted to make something known. And what was his intent to make it known? And believe me, you can say whatever you want, and we'll walk with it, 
even though I'm going to read what God really meant when he said it, but I need to know what you feel because, see, what you feel helped change what God really meant. Nobody don't want to say that, so I'm going to share it with y'all. I was waiting on someone else because I, I already talked so much. So I was waiting. Man, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes, you know what? I have been I, I have been in Bible study and did all the talking, and nobody said nothing. You know what I'm saying? But after it was over, everybody came and said, thank you. I, I, I wanted to say that myself. But I thank God that you were able to speak up. Sometimes... We need that person to speak up because the next time when I went to that Bible study and I was sitting there, people were ready to, mm-mm-mm. hallelujah. Sometimes it takes you to be to, to be the vessel to activate everybody to share. Mm-hmm. Come on. <laughs> I'm sorry. I get excited. <laughs> but sometimes it it, it it takes you to be that vessel. That the next time when you come on here, you see other people be sharing. You be like, "Wow!" Right. I think um, the answer to your question is um, the intent of it is from um, that we must um, read the scripture with the goal in mind of gaining knowledge about them, and then um, we can only learn what the scripture teach when we have a strong desire to do so. And so, in order for the, in the Bible. Fairly and completely, we must study everything that says about a subject. We must, meaning that we must know the whole truth um, of the Bible. We must know the whole truth of God's word. Amen. Amen. Um. Let me just share. Let me just share what what it says. And we might be um, trying to um, find a solution to some matter or something like that that we have personal interest. And um, as a result, um, God's intent is in his word. Um, We can't think on our own when, you know, when we don't, unless we read God's word in his scripture, his intent is, to read his word and to get knowledgeable, like how you said, and understanding and wisdom of his word. Amen. 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 You're right there in the right area of our system. You are so right there in the area of what what God was talking about. So, um, what does the Bible mean to us? What does the Bible mean to the original hearer or readers? What does the Bible mean to the original speakers or writers? Um, that is some of our intent. But um, the intent is to try to live in, as an example um, so others can see that um, we're not perfect. Um, because even I have, I pray through forgiveness through thoughts and deeds. But we Amen. have as an example to God's words because when people see us living a double standard life, Come they on, don't man. Have that type of um, 
um, Christianity, they don't they feel like we don't know God's word because we live in a double standard life. And his intent is for us to live like, you know, um, like how he he walks, how he lives. Right. He loves everybody, no matter, regardless of who they are. Um, not to look down upon uh, down upon anybody, to help those who are in need, who are truly in need. Amen. Amen. God, God wanted us to understand one thing. His intent was to show His love for us. Right. And and the over. That's why he said in the principalities and everything that he wanted to let people, he wanted to let even the adversary know how much he loved us. Because by him showing that, it it would enable us to be able to love him back according to the same love that he loved us. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because let's let's deal with reality. You know what I'm saying? Our, our children love us. You know what I'm saying? And and a lot of y'all are going are, are going to act crazy when I say this, but I got five children. Okay, and the thing about it that in the in the five children that I got, I know which child loves me more than the rest of them. And for some reason, I love that child more than I love the rest of them. We could all say, "Oh, I love all my children equally." And that's a lie. You know what I'm saying? Because we all got children that that love us to whatever extent that they want to love us to. But we got a child that will love us exceedingly and abundantly and above all and will come to you, your aid, more than anything. Mm-hmm. And that's the one most of the... Um, you know what I'm um, saying? Well, uh, when we don't understand... The one who comes to the give, 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 give. Give, give, give. And you ain't asking. But that child is that special child. Right. And anybody that say that, that out of, you know, if you got one child, you could, you could jump up and down. But if you got one or two or three children, there's one child that you love more than the rest of them because of the way that child loves you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is what God wanted the principalities in the heavenly places to understand that I love my children unconditionally. Unconditionally equally. And equally. You know what I'm saying? Because and, and when I when I say equally, because he loves those who love him back. Exactly. See, see, see you gotta understand something. A lot of y'all talk about y'all love God, but y'all don't love y'all don't show the love of God back to God like he show you. And 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 no, we could never love God like He loves us. But you know what? There's a measure that God. Come on, come on, Holy Ghost, talk to me. There's a measure that we walk in in the love for God that God esteems us above other people that may love Him on another level. I, I myself had had put God on back burner. Um, go to games and did whatever I wanted to do and stuff like that. But soon as accident, I've been in five accidents. Soon as accident, either um, my downfall, God is the first name I call. Jesus, and I always say, why is it that we put God on the back burner? Because I have done it. Um, we, we, we celebrate games. We, we celebrate other things. But since soon as something happened, God, Lord, Jesus, 
Almighty God is the first name that we always call comes out our out of our mouth when something happens. And well, we, 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 well, well, you know what, Pastor? We got to understand one thing: that we are the representation of Jonah. Jonah did what he did, but when he got in the belly of the fish, what was the first name that he? Who did he pray to? See, we we want to pray out of trouble, even though we're running from God. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you that again? Even though we're doing all the all other things other than what God wants us to do, and we're doing that other thing, but when we get in trouble, He's the first one we called on. Yes. Even though He was He was reaching out to you to do something before you did what you did. Right. Right. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and the thing about it that that is our nature. That is nothing that 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 we haven't walked in. You know what I'm saying? We have neglected our own parents in situations to do what we wanted to do. But when it came to the end and we needed help, we had to come back to our parents. Yeah. Come on, yeah. Come on somebody. Somebody yeah. say amen. Cause, and ain't nobody on this phone, on this radio station tonight that has not never, as a child, had to come back to their parents because what they did outside of what their parents wanted to do and ever that they had to come back to them for some correction and some loving and kindness. How many of us ran to our mama and, and mama forgave you for what you did? Because, see, we we, we got to understand the most awesome relationship we had in the family connection was our mamas because we spent so much time with mama. Daddy was daddy. Mm-hmm. And more so more so in my time that, that my father worked two jobs, so we saw him, and he was the disemplary the person that came and put the discipline on us, but it was Mama who we dealt with 24-7. And today, today uh-huh. I don't care what anybody say, we gave, we gained the love of our mamas more than we gained the love of our, our fathers. And it's so more so today that this generation of children, y'all love your mothers more than y'all love your fathers because your fathers ain't even in the picture. Mm-mm-mm. I know nobody wants to say amen about that, but that's the truth. That even my daughter, my granddaughter, right now, her her father, he come and go. She got more relationship with her mother because she lived with her mother twenty four seven, and she has not, and she's only had periodic periods with her father to do things. But when it all boils down, and something happens to her, she got she gonna run back to her mama before she go to her daddy because of the relationship that she has. My ministry is vice versa um, to both because um, some of the um, st- um, testimonies that I've heard that their mother was not there for them, so they, you know, um, ha- ha- others had to help. The mother was on drugs, and others had to help them um, become what they, they dream and their goal were professional and the mother once she got clean and got you know she went to her grown child and asked for forgiveness so Amen. and the daddy was the father was there for to help um the child um the son and so the mother wasn't never in the picture so it's, it, it goes both ways I, I feel but it's more so like you said the father's more so is not there for the kids more than less than the mother more than Amen. Amen. And it happens like that. Um, I grew up with a lot of kids that 
their mamas were, were, were still hanging out in the juke joints, and grandmama brought them up. So we all have substitute mama, grandmama. Right. Grandmama became mama, you know, and we rested on grandmama more than we rested on mama. So these things happen. But when it boils down to us loving somebody unconditionally, it's God. Because there's not a love that we can receive from anybody else on earth as the love that we we receive from God. Because he loved you before you knew how to love yourself. Amen. Come on now. I'm just sharing with the word. And that's why when it says his intent, his intent was to let the principalities and the powers that existed know that he loved you more than anything on that he ever created. Mm-mm-mm. He loved you more than he loves his own angels that were before you, but the love that he had with you overseeded the love that he had for them. Yes, he died on the Jesus, Jesus. That's why he said, I so loved the world that I gave my only begotten son. He so loved you that he made a sacrifice to give something that was dear to him just for you. Can I tell you that again? He loved you so much that he gave us, he made a sacrifice to love, to show his love for you to give something that he loved, even though he loved it more than you. Because yeah. ain't nobody don't love their son more than they love anything else. But he made a sacrifice to show that the love that he had for you was more than the love that he had for his own son. Yeah. <laughs> God is talking tonight. I don't know who God is talking to. They need to know about him on this line, but God is talking. He's talking to me. He's letting me know how much that he loved me. Don't think that he's just talking to you tonight in this Bible study, but he's also talking to me. Let's go on. Whoo! Hallelujah! Glory to God. <laughs> As I move on to the 11th verse, Mm-mm-mm. he said, according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And I want to ask somebody, what is the eternal purpose? Any eternal purpose? What is God's eternal purpose? It's for us to live eternal with him. Hmm. Eternity with him. Um, if we accept him as our savior and we live by his commandment upon repentance or forgiveness, um, we can live, have eternal life with him, with God. Amen. 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 Just let me read what it says about God's eternal purpose. The eternal purpose is to have creation of free moral mortal agents who have been thoroughly tested, prudent of all possibilities of rebellion, so that God can show the exceeding riches of his grace towards them and all the ages to come without fear or eternal rebellion. And and, and what God is saying there that 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 He 
his eternal purpose for us is to be, hallelujah, is to be that vessel of just of, of no rebellion to who he is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We, we, you know what? A lot of us want to accept, say we accept God, and, 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 yet, and yet we doubt him. But God wants us to be undoubtful. Can I can I can I reach out to y'all and understand that? Because when we trust in God with all our hearts and all our minds, that we can see the things of God be manifested in our lives. Is that why we don't see it is because we doubt God about what who he is. And if we doubt that same doubt will hinder us from moving into the eternal purpose of who he is in our life. Somebody, somebody say amen. You've got to understand this is an internal purpose that God has, has put in you to work. But if you doubt who he is, how can he move in that eternal purpose? And let me make it a little more simpler for you. The moving of the power of God that moves in your life, the only one that can hinder it is you. The only one that can can limit it is you. True. So when when if you don't limit God, God can move in the fullness of who he is in your life. But it's only on your limitations that you put on God that he can do what he does. Go ask Jesus. Jesus reminded you about being limited when he went into Mm, thank you, Holy Ghost. And you know, you know, Holy Ghost is really dealing with me tonight. When when he went into his hometown of Nazareth and Galilee, that he couldn't do what he wanted to do because they didn't believe in him. Right. And he couldn't do the miracles that he did everywhere else. And he so richly wanted to do them, but they limited him because of their belief. Come on, they saw him as the carpenter's son. And that's how they received him. So they limited what he could do. The only one that can limit what God does in your life is you. I say amen because God is teaching tonight. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. God is teaching tonight. Mm. I just thank God. Whew, he's taking me to another level of teaching. I ain't taught like this in years. <laughs> Ooh, I'm telling you, and I have, and, and it's my fault for anybody to hear me saying that because I had put teaching on the back burner, and I've been letting everybody else come on my ministry, my radio line, preach and do everything else. And for for about two years, I have put God on the back burner. Hello, can y'all hear me? Oh yes, yeah. okay. Hear you. Yeah, I have put, just like the pastor said, I had my time of putting God on the back burner and doing what I felt that he wanted me to do, and now I'm back to where he wants me to do, and God is just showing me that the knowledge and under, the gift of knowledge and understanding that he is seated in me, because I am not a preacher, I'm a teacher. He called me to be a pastor, teacher, and that's who I am, and I've done everything else but that. And tonight it's overwhelming for me to start this new year and doing what he's being obedient to what he told me to do to start teaching again during this new year. And I, 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 tonight I'm just excited about how he is just you. He is just speaking to me. Amen. Amen. 
to um, um have to go be feel the Holy Spirit, uh, to feel good. You can be in the comfort of your own home, which I am feeling um the spirit of God now. Um at um since I was on this phone. Um sometimes we can get our own praise on in um the ministry on this radio. Um God is everywhere. Amen. 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 That's what we have to we have to understand. We have to and see we, we you know a lot of people don't want to jump on these lines, but when you got a Bible study and you 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 don't need to share with your friends. Let me tell you something. I started this Bible study in 1998, and the thing about it, it was started because a lot of old people couldn't make it out to their Bible study during the winter time, and God put on me to start this Bible study that they be they be able to call in. We used to have over 30, 40-something people calling in. And I'm telling you, them people were blessed. A lot of them people have moved on, you know, to be with Christ, mm-hmm. you know. But but the thing about it is that even if I got one or two people on here after that time, I never stopped right. until until God gave me something else, and I thought that that was what he wanted me to do. And sometimes we can miss the redirection of God. And what we want to move in. Can I tell you that again? You can miss the direction of God because of what you want to move in your direction. And I moved in my direction, even though it was a blessing. That's what he wanted me to do, too. But he didn't want me to negate what he already had me doing. Hmm. And I don't know who that is for tonight. But don't negate what God already got you to do because he gave you something else to do. Sometimes God will give you more than one assignment. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Somebody say amen. <laughs> Sometimes God will give you more, more than one assignment, and it doesn't mean that you negate the first assignment to put all your attention on the second assignment. Right. Amen. Yeah. I'm sharing that with somebody. Somebody somebody needs to know that. Um, as we go to the 12th verse, and whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in him. That, you know, that is something that we need to know. What is What are the three blessings of confidence in Christ? Because, see, he says here, according to the eternal purpose which is he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence, through faith in him. What are, what is the confidence that God has given us in him? To fear to fear him only and not anybody else. Um, not to fear people, but fear God. Amen. Amen. Come on, give me some more. Give me some more. Don't just give me that. It, it, it's more to that than just that. Yeah, it's it's more to of of the accomplishment. It um mean that um, we build, we can build strength and 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 power through God, through Christ Jesus. So we never, uh, you know, we don't have money. Our rent, we getting evicted. Uh, we don't have a car to drive or whatever. We go through a, of of someone, one of our loved one have transition has transition that we can accomplish strength from God. Amen. Amen. And let me just add on to what you said. The three blessings that God has poured in for us 
to move in the confidence of Christ Jesus being in them. And that is the boldness of liberty of speech and prayer. See, we're, and, and you can go into Philippians, the uh, fourth chapter, in the sixth verse to read about that. But God gave us boldness to be able to, to go into prayer and be able to talk what we feel about what is going on in our lives and around our life. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? I, I, I hate people. Mm-mm-mm. Come on, Holy Ghost. I got to get free. Let me free. I hate people that study to preach like, to pray like somebody else. Have you ever heard some people, they got to have an awesome prayer instead of praying, Jesus, instead of praying as who they are. I had a lady one time call me up and she says, I said, well, I need you to pray tonight. She says, well, I'm not a good prayer. I don't pray like sister such and such. I said, if you pray like you, you pray a good prayer. Right. Because, see, prayer don't come from a bunch of words, but it comes from your heart that God receives it. He says, he, says <laughs> he tells you in the word of God, he says one thing, the prayers of the righteous prevail of much. Just be, if you walk into that righteous person, whatever you pray, God receives. Because it came from your heart. God says in his word, and I want somebody to know, that he knows the meditation of your heart. He knows what comes out of your heart. He says, so is a man thinking in his heart, so is he. So he he deals with the things that come out of the heart. Yes. Amen. Amen. Come on. Amen. You know, so that is one of the three things that, that he... He 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 deals with us. Oh Jesus! He deals with us according to praying. Okay. The other part that he deals with us is the access with confidence, assurance of an answer. See, see that that is where where a lot of you have not waited to be answered in your prayer. See, a lot of y'all want that microwave prayer, that prayer, that answer that comes right away. But sometimes you're not on your time, but you're on God's time, and God's time is not your time. But when you sit and meditate daily in the word in the prayer that you pray, that God will answer you. And you need to have that assurance that he will answer you. In his timing, that's right. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. See, a lot of you don't wait on and don't have no assurance that God will answer you. He'll answer you in his time, not yours. And believe when he answers you in your time, it's the right time for you to receive the answer. Because if you receive the answer prematurely, you may not know what to do with it. That's right. That's true. Mm -hmm. The third part. I have have prayed and... um, for something um, for God to do to um, for me, and I said, "Well, God didn't hear that prayer. God is not going to answer that prayer." And so, <laughs> about a year later, I said, "Oh my God, I prayed for this, but it came. Look at God; He still answered my prayer, but it was so He He answered in His timing." Yeah. I don't that's 
just tell you to go somewhere and read about being answered right away. Go and read about the story of Hezekiah. Hezekiah was told today when the prophet Isaiah came to him, he said, today the Lord said, get your house in order for the day you surely should die. Hezekiah didn't wait. Isaiah left. I mean, yeah, Isaiah left. And when Isaiah left, it says in the Bible that he put his head and leaned on the wall and started crying and praying unto God. He didn't take his 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 prayer to the to the Levites or to the pastor or to anybody else, but he took it back to God and he prayed and he made his repetition to God about who he was. Not about what he did, but who mm-hmm. he was and what God had asked him to do to be who he was. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times we go to God and we want to tell God what we did. But we need to tell God who he calls us to be. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving you all something right now. I want you all to grab this. But yet, after he finished his prayer, it says in the Bible that before Isaiah got in the courtyard, that he said, Isaiah, turn around and go back to my servant Hezekiah mm-hmm. and tell him that I saw his tears. And I heard his prayer and tell him that he got 15 more years. Mm-mm-mm. Do you know two things happen in that, in, that, in that verse that a lot of people don't never talk about? First thing, Hezekiah pleaded to God, and God turned around his prophecy on him. Know that, you, know that your prayers can turn your prophecy around. Mm-mm-mm. Second thing is that it was his tears that that touched the heart of God because when you cry, he knows that whatever you're crying about comes from your heart. And see, 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 you can cry, and you got people that can cry spontaneously, but God knows the difference when it comes from the heart and it comes from the flesh. Oh yes, oh yes, yes he does. <laughs> And believe me, whatever you cry for from your heart, God will turn it around. Mm-hmm. For your good. For your good. And that's what and that's what God is saying here. You need to be able to have the assurance that you will get an answer in your prayer. Right. Because if you prayer if you pray with unbelief, then you won't get what you would pray if you believe in what you pray for. Amen. Mm-mm-mm. The third, the third thing that he talked about is faith from Christ. That 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 in the in the blessings that are the great blessings in Christ Jesus. Wow. Mm-mm-mm. And and what we're talking about about what are the three blessings of the confidence of Christ. But when we start moving in the confidence of Christ, we'll re- we'll we'll receive the three blessings that are in Christ. And that's according to the faith that Christ gave us. Then we need to walk and activate that faith and have a confidence in that he is who he says he is, and he will do all that he has promised us that he would do. Amen. I mean, when you look at it and you look things over, you've got to understand one thing, that, that God is faithful to his promises. 
And Jesus said one thing. I, I, I want you to understand this when you all pray. Jesus said, if you ask the Father in my name, he didn't say ask it in Jethro, Joseph, or anybody, but he said, if you ask the Father in my name. Yes, yes. Okay? He said, he, and this, this is the word that got to me that I, I had to really embrace. He said, and I will do it. He didn't say the Father would do it. He said that I will do it if you ask the Father in my name. That's right. Anything that you ask the Father in my name, I will do. Do you, do you understand the power of that? All he says is ask in my name to the Father, and I do it. He didn't say the Father would do it. We, we keep praying to God without Jesus, and we can't see what we're supposed to pray for because God truth because Jesus goes to God to his father with our prayers. I'm going to take you a little further than that. That 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 God hears our prayer and Jesus don't only take our he doesn't only take our prayer to him, but he is the recipient of our prayer. Yes. Amen. Because you know why? You know why he's the recipient of our prayer? Because we pray to the Father and then the Father knows that the son will bring what he heard already to him, okay? And it's not the father that compliments us and, 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 or, uh, and speaks up that we should get what we want, but he allows the son to give us what we ask for. Why? Because he said one thing. I, he said, my son has come to me, and I have put all power in my son's hand. God ain't got no power here on earth. He gave it to his son. He said, I gave my son all power. It ain't God that does anything on earth, but it's Jesus. Oh, shoot. <laughs> when we read the word and we go in the word, we'll, we'll see. that he said, I put all power in my son's hand. And by, if, I gave, if I gave you, hello? Hmm? I'm listening. Okay. I just want to make sure you're there. If I gave you all my power, it don't matter what somebody come to me. I ain't got no power to do nothing. They got to go see you, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they got to go see you because I done put all my power in your hand. So they can come to me all they want. I can't do nothing. Okay. I, ain't got, I ain't got no power. I gave all my power. He didn't say some power. He said I'm giving all my power to my son. Right. Yeah. If I gave it all to him, I ain't got none. My son right. got all the power. So you're a man. You're human. So right. But, but, but what I'm, what I'm, I'm not even talking about me being human. I'm talking about God being God, that he gave all his power to the son, and now he ain't got none because the son has all the power. And until the second resurrection, then the son will give the power back to God. God has no power here on earth. We keep praying to God and not understanding why we can't see the things of praying to God, but God ain't got no power here on earth. It's the Son that has the power. Hmm. That's, that's, a, that's for somebody. That, that is a word of revelation. I'm not saying that, but the word of God says that. He says, I've given all power to my Son. I don't care who you are. You need to look at yourself. If, if, if uh, a woman of God, I don't know how many children you got, 
But if you turned around and turned your house over to your children, one of your children, and they had power attorney over everything in your life, who got the power over you? My children. But um, um, whoever whoever you gave the power attorney to has the power to say whatever happens to you when you sick in bed or dying. Ain't nobody else got that power. Not even you got the power to speak on what you want no more because you gave it to them. I have experienced that one with my family, which my brother had the power over my mother. So, so you're right about that. I just had a have a quick question. when we say the Lord's Prayer, um, who are we? Um, um, the first verse is our Father. So is our Father God or is it Jesus, the Son? Our Father, our Father is God. But in that prayer, when we end it, we say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, yeah. <laughs> All he did was say, just ask the Father in my name. He didn't say that we couldn't pray to the Father. That prayer goes, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. That will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Thy is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Mm. See, see our ending? Our ending in Jesus' name we pray. He just says, whatever we do in our prayer, acknowledge me in your prayer. Because whatever you acknowledge me, it will be done. Uh, did I catch you? <laughs> no, I'm listening. <laughs> see? And see, it's, it's, about, it's about not that we can't pray to the Father, but we got to acknowledge Jesus in our prayer. Uh, um, which in my prayer, I always end it like um, to our Father, the Son, and the Holy and the Holy Ghost. That's how I pray. I well, my, my sister, if I could just help you, that's beautiful. Our Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Right. But in, in your prayer, say in Jesus' name, I pray. Because Jesus said, ask the Father in my name. And otherwise, he's saying, just pray to the Father in my name. Just because you say the Son is not calling his name. He said, pray. And, and, and uh, whew, the Holy Ghost brings me things, but sometimes I'm not, I'm not, can't tell you where to go find the scripture. <laughs> but wherever, wherever you can just Google it up and look up, Go read that scripture. Well, I've read that. You you're absolutely right, um, um, Pastor um, Carpenter David. <laughs> you're absolutely right. It's people, and matter of fact, I've I've looked it up. Um, in, in my home church, when we after we pray, we say in Jesus' name. You're absolutely right. But if it's mm-hmm. time talking to you know um, God alone in my home. And um, talk to Jesus alone in my home. Um, well, in your home I, alone, I just, I just, I just encourage you to to make it in Jesus' name mm-hmm. that that you be able to see what you pray for. And I don't care. I, I'm bold enough to tell anybody: you don't pray in Jesus' name, you ain't gonna see it. 
I've, I've, I've had many blessings and many prayers answered. Um, and, and you know what? And you know what? That was because of the grace of God. That's all it was. It wasn't, it wasn't because uh, 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 what you or how you prayed it, but it was his mercy and his grace on you according to how he delivered it, that to you. But he was looking for you to grow to be able to understand and hear about pray to me and my son's name. And and see, we can say we not know, you know what I'm saying? But tonight, you just got to be able to know that Jesus said, ask the Father in my name and it shall be done. So tonight, when you pray, and in your prayer, you're going to be able to say, in Jesus' name I pray. You know? You're going to be able to add some more because it ain't that you don't know now, but you do know. Because <laughs> I had to know. I had to know. Somebody had to teach me and make me more more aware of that perspective about looking at, about it being in Jesus' name. because. Right now, Jesus is the facilitator over the earth. Everything that happens, happens because of Jesus. It don't happen because of God. Hmm. I know I know some of y'all on here is jumping up and down, and, and y'all can get with them, <laughs> with them scholars and all of them, but read the word of God. Don't nothing happen without Jesus. Oh, I never leave him out. Jesus is Jesus Jesus is the one that's in between us and God. Everything that goes to God got to come to Jesus. Let me let me show you what I'm saying. The fulfillment. He says, in order to to see my father, to be with my father, you got to come through me. So if I got to come through him to know the Father, I got to come through him for everything is that's connected to the Father. So if I pray, my prayer has got to come through him. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. He said to know me is to know my father, and, and for me and my father are one. So in order for me to know and to deal with God, and anybody who knows when you got to deal with him, you got to deal with that person in order to get to the other person. Right. And the only way you can get to the other person, Jesus is saying, is through me. He said, because I am. <laughs> the word. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling you the word. He is telling you who he is. He is the beginning and the end. Amen. You know what I'm saying? You got to understand who Jesus is. That Jesus is the portentator between us and God. And anything that goes to God has to go through him first before the Father gets it. And we can't bypass him to go to the Father. Because you go around him all you want to. It ain't going to mean nothing to him. The Father ain't going to pay you no attention. Because whatever comes has to come to the Son. I hope somebody got that. Let's go on and and, 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 and finish this, this lesson tonight. <laughs> this has been an awesome lesson for me. 
I mean, thank you, sister. I'm so glad you're here, and I'm so glad you're sharing. You know what I'm saying? And when you other people get the heart, I know a lot of y'all came to sit with um, Pastor Albright, but she ain't here. And maybe some of y'all is a little shy, but you know it's all good. Because it doesn't matter. I know y'all, I can feel your pens writing down things that you're hearing. Mm-mm-mm. This is a good lesson, very good lesson. Oh, yeah, it definitely is. He said, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in him. Therefore, I ask that you do not lose heart at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. Mm-mm-mm. Which is your glory and good that he may have something to give him who has need. Mm-mm-mm. This is powerful. He says, let no corrupt words proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for the necessary edification, and it may impart grace to the hearer. And and, and I wanted to stop there. We need to be able to talk to each other and not only uh, and, and good criticism. Not about each other. You're right. Yeah. We need to be able to criticize each other with good criticism. You know what I'm saying? You need to impart peace in your criticism. And let me tell you how you impart peace. You let the Holy Spirit speak through you when you got to criticize somebody because the the Holy Spirit doesn't know how to impart the right words. True. Can I tell you that again? The Holy Spirit doesn't know how to impart the right words. True. Let me tell you something. Just to tell you, and give you an example, I had a lady that was written, her son was written a house for me. He ain't paid me. And I was upset. And I was about ready to go off. And my godparents knew the lady and said, listen, call the lady she want to talk to you, the boy's mother. And I said, okay. And I was fired up. She was, both, she was a church lady and a woman of God, and I was so fired up. But I prayed before I got ready to talk to her on the phone. And when I talked to her on the phone, I don't even remember what I said to her. But whatever I said to her, the next day I got my money. And three days later, I talked to my godparents, and they said to me, they said, you know what? I said, I don't know what I said. She said, that lady said you were so nice the way you talked to her about getting your money and about her being able to bring your money to you to pay for what her son is living in your house. And I was I was amazed by it because I knew the mindset that I was in. But until that prayer, I allowed the Holy Ghost to do the talking that I don't even remember what he talked about to her. But whatever he said, it was in a, it was in a spiritual nature and a good nature that that lady was able to give me my money because I didn't talk through the flesh, but I talked through the spirit. Mm-hmm. I, hope, I hope somebody grabbed that. Sometimes you need to allow the spirit to speak for you instead of you speaking for yourself. Amen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what it, and that's what this word is letting us know right here, and and and, and the way that it's saying it, that 
It says, what is good for the listener for edification, that it may impart grace to the hearer. We need to be able to impart grace to those that hear, hear us, whatever situation we end with them, as being a child of God. We don't need to let nobody let us or think that we are start, still acting like we're in the world. Right. Because the word of God says, don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the real knowing of your mind. And what it means is that don't do worldly things in a situation with a worldly person. Amen. <laughs> Because if you act like them, you you haven't you haven't imparted anything on them and lifted them up and edify and edification, you know, that it may be imparted grace to the hearer. There's no grace being imparted because you're just acting just like them. Right. Amen. That's true. So true. And we shouldn't act like them. We should be a partaker. It's, it's such a thing. That right now, a lot of people are writing me from Noah Jones to all of them because of what I'm saying about all of them. But you know what? One thing about it, them, the pastors at L.A. and the rest of them can't say that I'm not telling the truth. Let me tell you one thing. You can't look like the world and wanna, and, and, and don't act like the world. Right. You know what I'm saying? One thing about it, I grew up in an old church, and we look different than them, and people knew who we were because they called us church people. You know what I'm saying? Today, you can't even deceive, you can't even disdain which is a church person and not a church person because the church looked like the world and the world looked like the church. Mm. Ooh, I can run down my hall on that one. <laughs> Jesus. And and the thing about it, instead of us changing the world, the world is changing us because we're doing, we're, we're doing them shows Reality shows, we're having competition and singing on BET with the gospel thing. We're doing everything that they do. That they, already, that they started from the beginning. They started American Idol. Now we do the gospel thing that's a resemblance of them instead of them resembling us. And God didn't put us in place for, for us to resemble them. He put us in place for them to resemble us. That's my um, huh? Facebook ministry um, on my um Facebook that, you know, um, the younger generation is growing up. It's nothing hardly decent on TV anymore um, um, because the, um, Satan has has taken over the TV, um, the shows and stuff. It's very few um, shows that younger generation can grow up with watching because everything is so, is so you know, is, is, is the devil. Um, Amen. It's not clean. It's, it's, it is not clean. All these shows and stuff like that and homo, homosexual stuff and, and lovers of themselves, I mean, it, it tells us Jesus, Jesus is soon to come because of everything happening and babies getting killed. And, um, Amen. And so everything is happening so quick because Satan knows Jesus is soon coming. And this Amen. Is why he thinks he's trying to get as many followers on his side that he can get. So when Jesus comes, he thinks he would just only have a few, and which Jesus did say in his word, there are only a few that will make it in. Amen. But see, this is why God let us know judgment should stop for, for 
judgment first should start in the church. The church, the church is going to be judged because of what's going on in the church today. The, the churches have, mm, 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 and I'm not going to get into this deep, y'all, but I just want y'all to know that the church has turned its back on God. And, and I don't care what house you go to, too many houses of God are not the house of God anymore. They're the house of man because man is doing what he want to do in the house of God. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. And, and and there's people like me and maybe that pastor I'm talking to and other ones that we don't tolerate it. And when we go in to speak a word, we speak the word of God. See, I don't go into a church and not speak from the Bible. I, my whole message is what God wants to say to God's people. I don't, I don't, I don't preach in one sermon, one, one, one scripture and then expound for 45 minutes on what that scripture means because that's me talking to you. I want you to hear what God has to say to you. So my 45 minutes is going to be reading out the word of God and bringing you to understanding of what God is saying. See, that's why God says that my words shall not return to me void, but accomplish what I please in the place I sit in shall prosper. He said his words. He just say the words that I want to speak. Right. That, <laughs> that's why, you know what I'm saying, a lot of people don't want me to come, but then they can't stop me to come because sometimes uh, the deacons or the deaconess board or, or one of them boards and invite me to come in and they can't stop it. Mm, mm. And sometimes they don't even tell them that I'm coming. They just said they got somebody on on the program. I'd have been there where pastors looked and said, what are you doing here? I said, I got to speak. They'd be like, what? Yeah, your, your deacon board put me down. They didn't tell me that. They just told me somebody was coming to speak. I said, they covered it up because they wanted the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you got to sneak the truth in because you've been getting lied to so much. <laughs> Well, we, thank, <laughs> we just thank God for being God. Let me go on with this. Thank you. We, 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 we're down to the 14th verse, and I really want you all to take a hold of this because Paul says something so deep here that I really, I really want you to just take a hold of it. He says, for this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something. There's going to come a time that we all are going to bow down, whether we want to. Amen. And here he bowed down because he wanted to. But sometimes we're going to bow down because we got to. Let me tell you something. There's some things that's going to happen in your life that you ain't, you ain't going to be able to do nothing else but bow down to God. Mm-hmm. Go, ask, go ask Jonah. I believe that Jonah inside of the whale had no other alternative to say, either I'm going to die in here or I'm going to bow down and pray to God. And he bowed down. There's going to be situations that you're going to have no other alternative but to bow down. That's right. You're going to have no other alternative but to bow down and pray to God because there ain't nobody else that you're going to be able to pray to. Let me go on. It says, for whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory 
to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. Now, I, I just want you to understand that that it's not only the Holy Spirit, but it's the spirit of Christ that's in you in the inner man. You got to understand that the Holy Spirit is is not only the Father, but also the Son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that and 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 whether you know it, that you got the Trinity that's walking in you. Somebody say Amen. <laughs> you you only have one, but you got all three. Because the great I am is in you along with the Son. Mm-hmm. Amen. Because the Son was the one that enabled you to be born again in the Spirit. Amen. Mm-hmm. And see, when you when you when you really catch this, you'll understand that's how you apprehend the character of Christ to walk in. Yes. It's not only through the Holy Spirit, but He's in you to be able to walk and and and, and exchange you to walk in His character, as you allow the Holy Spirit to have His way in you to direct you. The Bible says that all those who are led by the Spirit are my children. As you are led by the Spirit, you will you will embrace the character of Christ that's in you to walk in His character. True. Amen. Mm-hmm. So true. That's his word. That's his word. And we have to understand that. It goes on to say that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith that you, being rooted, grounded in love. I want you to understand that, 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 that as he's in you, this is how you manifest the five fruits of the Spirit because the fruits of the Spirit, one of them, the most awesome one out of them, and even Paul talks about it in Corinthians, the 13th chapter, the most awesome thing is about love. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it doesn't matter about how we deal with somebody and and liking them and not liking them. We got to love them, and we can't love them by, by just a word, but our, our love got to be in action. That's right. That's right. See, see, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I love them, but, but, you know, but they did such and such to me. No, you don't love them because you're not showing the action of the love that you're speaking about. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can't, you can't, you can't, you know, I, I went off and the pastor and his wife, my wife tried to jump on me way back in the Methodist church, Amy Zion, but she tried to say, well, I love them, but I, I don't like their ways. Well, you don't love them. And she couldn't understand that and got upset. And when I broke it down to according to the word, the woman ran from behind the little, the little pulpit thing and wanted to jump on me because <laughs> she felt I embarrassed her for her husband's congregation. But it wasn't an embarrassment. It was for you to take heed to what God was saying to you. You can't you can't love somebody and not like their ways because you got a double standard. A lot of people don't understand that. But if I love you, I love you unconditionally. 
Whatever you do, I love you. It says in the Bible that love covers much sin. Well, I would have said that if, if, if saying that I love you even though you're in your sin. So I'm, I, I don't have no difference about what you do. I still love you even though it's who you are. I just love you through who you are. I don't care about I can't do nothing about changing what you do. If I love you, I love you. Hmm. Somebody catch that. Somebody gonna catch that tonight. You know what I'm saying? Because God would not put a word that love covers much sin. Because if love covers the sin, He's telling you that I love you through your sin. All of us, God loves us, and we still sinners. We still commit sin. Come on. Y'all want to get on this phone and act like y'all don't y'all. Y'all don't do nothing, but we all do something. No, I have to the ask end of, for in the end of the night, in the Every end of night, the night, even through, I'm gonna, through. I'm gonna let you say something, um, Pastor. After this, but at the end of the night, we all get on our knees, or we get on our bed, and we pray, and we ask God for repentance and to forgive right. us for anything we did that was right. not right in His eyesight, and that's because we we don't know. And we know some things we did that was wrong during the day, but then we want to cover ourselves about the things we don't know we did that was not right in his eyesight. Go ahead, Pastor. No, I would, you, you said um, when I prayed, uh, whether I did anything during the day, even my thoughts and my deed or what I look at a person, just like if I look at a, a, um, some bars with their pants hanging down and I'm, I'm saying, mm-mm, don't mean that I don't love that person or these, uh, you know, those guys. But I would just head and just say, mm, it's a shame. Won't they pull their pants up? And if I'm feeling some kind of way, this is why I ask God, for, I ask Jesus to forgive me every night, no matter what. If I don't even go out my house, I still ask Jesus to forgive me because I could have some thoughts that ran through my head in the run of a day that was not in the will of him. Even by looking at TV and um, um, shaking my head about some people on TV or something like that, 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 that not saying I'm perfect, but that I'm not perfect because I have thoughts in, of them saying that this is it's a shame. It is a shame, but does not mean I hate the people, but we have to love. God said, love them, but hate sin. But hate Amen. Them. Amen. Amen. And, and, and that was, that's the thing. I might not like what you do because you're living a sinner life, but I still love you. Right, and I'm going to love you through the sin that you committed. It means that just because you may have went out and robbed a store, ran to my house, and 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 and, and crying because the police is looking for you, that I'm not going to love you and let you in until they come get you. But <laughs> I'm going to love you even though you did what you did. And when you go to jail, I'm going to show you my love because I'm going to come see you. Amen. Amen. Even though I know you were wrong about what you did. I'm I'm not I'm loving you through your wrong. Because God loved me through mine. Amen. That's because right. when we all got saved, God loved us and called us in the wrong that we were living. Amen. Ain't none of us was living right. We born in a world of sin.
God bless, God bless. I got I got I got knocked off, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Okay. I'm just glad to be back. But anyway, let me go on and finish this up. Woo. We had a, I, I have had a blessed night with you, Pastor. Don't you don't you stop coming on this line either. I, I, I need I need I need people like you to come and just share what God has put on you. And the rest of you on this line, you may be quiet tonight. Uh, because you may have been waiting for Pastor Albright. But next Monday night, I'll be here. Come on back, because we're going okay. to have a, a talking. We're going to have a talking good time. Uh, okay. Let me go on and finish this. It says, it says okay, um, that Christ may dwell in your hearing and your heart through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, length, depth, and height. And uh, uh, I just want to talk to you all right now. What, is, what, what does he mean by the width, length, and depth? In some Bibles it says the breadth and length and depth and height. But I want to know what, what you think that God was saying as we get ready to end this, this tonight. Come on, Pastor. Were you speaking to me? <laughs> I'm speaking no, to you. What, you. what do you feel that he meant with the, with the breath, the length, and the depth, and the height? What do you think God was talk, talking to us about? Um... I ain't gonna let I ain't gonna let you even linger there. Yeah, I'm, just gonna, I'm just gonna read it to you. Yes, please. <laughs> he was talking about the bone, the boundless. When he said the breath, God's love is boundless. God's love is endless. When he talked about the length, God's love is exhausted. Exhaustedness, and that was the depth. And God's love is measureless, which is the height. There, there's, there, God's love is, there's no limit to God's love. It says all that is included in the breath, the length, the depth, and the height, and submerged in the in menace of the love of God, which comprehends all that is above, below, and past, present, and future. It impasses the universe and time and eternity. It reaches to the depths of sin, then family to the height of the the infant divinely. It passes all knowledge and wisdom. God's gift to man is a measure of his love. The death of Christ is a measure of his love. And the consecration of the Holy Spirit to transform man and work in their lives is the measure of the love of the Spirit to man. Wow, that's deep. That's very powerful. That's powerful. That that you know that God's everything about God is about. 
making us to be what we what what he has us to be. And there's not there's not a level that the love that he has for us that we can't embrace. True. That's very true. You know what I'm saying? That means, I, I, you know, even in my wrongs today, I, I don't do everything right because I don't cross every T, but God still loves me in my wrongs. None of us. None of us. Nobody you know what I'm saying? One perfect And there's, there's no measure of the love that he loves me as he's saying that, oh, okay, I love you a little bit right now because you did that wrong. No, there's no measure. He still loves me as much as he loved me from the beginning, even in my wrongs. No measure. <laughs> no measure. There's no height. He doesn't love me to a certain length or level that when I mess up, that my level starts to shrink. It still stays at the same level. Same level. <laughs> I love God. I love God because God has no respect of person, and he has unconditional love. And when unconditional love means that there's no limitation to the love that he has for me. Amen. Amen. And the only and what God does is showing us here that we should have the same from one another. Everybody's not gonna fit in a level of love of ooh, y'all ain't gonna like this, but this is truthful. Everybody's not gonna fit in a level of unconditional love with you. Oh no. Oh, no. There's certain people that you're going to love unconditionally and certain people you're not. There's certain people that you as a human being is going to have a limit on the love that you share with them. That's true. And people is going to hate, um, for me, for instance, um, men is going to hate me um, because of my teaching and preaching under God's conviction. And, Amen. Um, that's, that's why I said that um, whenever I'm, um, post on my Facebook ministry and I said I'm talking to myself too I'm being convicted too so I can't speak unless I speak through the Holy Spirit through Jesus so if you want to get mad with someone get mad with Jesus um, because I'm I, I, I'm upset at myself because some of the words that I'm saying that he allowed me to say it's hurting me because I, I, I'm in that number Amen, Amen. And, 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 and that's the way being and operating in, in the ministry with God, that God brings you a message to give that will convict you before it convicts anybody else. Amen. I love that about him, that, that the word that I preach is for me first and for you second. Amen. <laughs> because when, I, when, when he starts using me, I'm going to start talking about nobody else but me inside the message that he gave me because I felt the conviction of that word when he gave it to me. I hate people, I hate I hate pastors, and I know when God gave a pastor word when He didn't, because He said, "Well, this is what God is telling me to tell you." See, when 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 you say that, it's because you you excluded yourself and what God was talking about, because whatever whatever it was, you drum it up yourself. Because when God talks to us about a certain topic to preach on, He's talking to you first. And he's bringing it to you because you're living inside of what you're getting ready to talk about. Amen. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, hallelujah. And, and see, a lot of us don't want to realize that. So we try to say, this is what God is saying to y'all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. But see, when I preach, I tell them, 
I got a message that God has given me for us tonight. That's true. Because I want you to know it ain't just for you, but it's for me too. Right. Right. That's always in my teaching. It's for us. This this is a us word. This ain't a you word. This is a us word. You know what I'm saying? When you when your pastor get up there and he say you 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 ought to know that it ain't come from God because when God gives us a word, it's about us. It's it ain't about, about us. you. Because God, ain't, I ain't got a you God. I got a us God. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I got a us God. When he told Moses and Moses went down the mountain, he told Moses to go talk to. His children, and when he talked to his children, he was not talking to only God's children, but Moses was talking to about by himself. Amen. Even though, even though they were doing wrong, God, Moses didn't do nothing right, too. That's why he wasn't allowed to go into the promised land. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> everything that he had to talk to them about was about them. It wasn't about just, just you know. It wasn't about just them, but it was about all of them. It was about us. Moses came to talk about us. He didn't come to talk about them. Amen. You know? Amen. God will let you know when it's about them. When Jonah had to go preach, when Jonah want, God wanted to go preach to them people, you know what I'm saying? But then if you looked at it, he wanted them to go preach about not only them, but also Jonah to preach about himself because he was just as prejudiced as them people were. But anyway. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> That's why we're let's, go on. let's go on and end this. I am enjoying this tonight. Uh, the 19th verse, it says, To know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now, to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power of the work in us. Mm-mm-mm, I want to stop right there. Why do we leave, why do we miss that? What is God telling us here about His power that is in us? You read that just now. The first thing um, dropped in my my heart was um, Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. As Amen. You that, that came to my mind. Amen. Amen. And, and, and that's the truth. That's the power that, that's in us. You know, the Bible tells us one thing, that they have a form of godliness, but they deny the power that's, that's within us. You know, and, and the thing is that, that, that when we understand of what Paul is praying here at the end of his prayer, he's telling God and he's he's letting us know that there's a power that's in us that if we will let it release itself, there's nothing that we can't do and be by the power of God. That's right. Amen. See what I'm saying? Why we don't see a lot of things is because we hinder back the power. We walk as some other people in that other scripture have a form of religion but deny the power within. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and the power, why it says that is because if they release the power that's within them, they would be just what God would have them to be. And You know what I'm saying? But they want to have a form of religion. They want to look like you, but they don't want to walk like you. And, and, see, when, and see when they, and, and, you know, when one thing about you can look like somebody on the outside, 
but you can't be who they are on the inside. And one thing about it, that when, when, when the person on the inside is walking in the power of God, and you only look like you're in the power, but you ain't. Have you ever, have you ever seen them people that's in the church that, that, that stand up and say, the Lord is the, God is the head of my life, and I'm Holy Ghost filled and everything, and they're some of the meanest people in the church? Oh, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You see them out in public, they act all nasty and everything. It's because they have a form of religion, but they deny the power within. Because if they had the power within, just who they said they would be when they testify, they would be that in, out in public. Yes. Don't let me get to preaching tonight, because I'll preach on them. Yes. <laughs> them old imitators. And we find a lot of old people that stand up and talk that, and if you go by their house, they nasty, they talk nasty to you, but on Sunday they're some of the sweetest people you want to meet. Oh, yes. That's an old, old, young, um, um, the, um, the middle age and ever. And uh, when you go in the store, they don't know you just left them from church. They will turn their head or go down another aisle. Amen. 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 And that's because they are those that have a form of religion but deny the power of them. And what and what he's saying here is that when we when we end our prayer, we need to we need to ask for the representation and 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 the, and the empowerment of the power of God to move in us. Mhm. Mhm. That's why he says here in, in in such an awesome way. He says, "Now in Him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly and above all that we ask or think." That God could do above whatever you ask or you could think. If you just allow him, come on, let's get to the other part. If you just allow him, okay, according to the power that worketh in us, ooh, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. If we just let that power work in us. Mm-hmm. Amen. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing because the power would be abundantly if we just give up. You know, one of the songs that they sing, and and, 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 and I'm going to end it here, and I can have a comment from anybody after I say this song because a lot of us can't sing this song. I can't even sing this song. You know what I'm saying? I surrender all. I surrender all. Mm. You know, okay. it's a nice song, but we can't sing it because there's, there's there's so much in our life that we're still being delivered from that we have to surrender to God. Mm-mm-mm. That's true. Amen. It's a nice song. I surrender all. But you can't sing a song that you haven't done. Amen. Because the song sounds nice, but the song has no power because you haven't embraced about total submission and surrender under God about everything in your life. I don't care from T.D. Jakes down to the to the unknown person. Not even T.D. Jakes has surrendered all. There's some things he's still wrestling with in his life. Yes. There's some things we all gonna be wrestling till we till they bury us in the ground. Yes, yes, yes. You know what I'm saying? 
because there's some things we have not yet overcome. And, and, and if you think that I'm lying, just go read with Paul. Paul wrote most of the new, the more than 75% or 80% of the New Testament, but he said that even when I desired to, to do good, he was always present. He says, when I want to do good, I can. Yeah. Okay. True. And here's a man that was writing the Bible, writing the Word of God, but he was struggling. He was going through things. He may not have thought about what he was struggling with, but here's, here's a man that was a Pharisee that was married, had sex, knew what sex was about, and you don't think that he, he, he struggled being absolute? Do you think that he didn't struggle, that somewhere along the line he gave in to his flesh and had to repent about making love or having sex with somebody? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hmm. Um, what, These are the things that we have to understand. Yes. Yes. Amen. These are the things that we have to understand. There's a lot of things we wrestle with. I, I don't know what your, your wrestle is. But I know I got some, and I got some that I haven't overcome. I got some that I keep a distance, but the devil still brings them up because, see, the devil knows the things that you that, <laughs> that he can attack you with. He doesn't attack you with nothing new. Everything that he attacks you with is something that you have already experienced. That's so true. He works through your um, loved ones, the closest loved ones, mm-hmm. family. Mm-hmm. Yeah to get the um, mind off of Jesus is through your family. Amen. Amen. That's why we all have to lay before God, let God know, ask God for forgiveness, repent, and look for a change, because, and look for deliverance, because there's nobody that's perfect. There's only one man that worked perfect on this earth, and his name was Jesus Christ. And believe me, and believe me, there'll never be another until he comes again. And God knows. God knows because God has in his word. He says the righteous man may fall 70 times 70. He knows that we're going to fall. He knows there's places that we we may fall and have to get up again. But he looks for us to go through these things. He looks for us to be able to war against these things. And that's why he has opened up his mysteries of his word to us, that we will be able to understand who he is in our life. Amen. And how he may empower us to be able to overcome some of the things that we're willingly to accept to overcome. See, we can't overcome everything unless we're willingly to overcome it. True. Amen. And there's some things that we wrestle with because I don't care who you are, you can say what you want to say. But everything when we were in the world wasn't bad to us. There's some things that we enjoyed doing and, and being a part of that wasn't bad, but we later on found out that it was a sin. Mm-hmm. And some of them things that was a sin, even though we liked them and we enjoyed them, we still wrestle with. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? We still wrestle with. Right. From a woman liking a liking good looking men, from a man wanting to be a womanizer and love to womanize women, and, and I'm just taking them because those are the most simple things that we can identify with. 
uh, uh, as being male and female. But, I mean, those things we war with. True. We all war with. But what was our character when we was in the world that that wasn't displeasing to us, but later on we found out the nature of what we were doing was sinful. True. Oh, true. Everybody didn't live a hard life in the world. That's what understanding and knowledge, um, and, and, and once we get Amen. that, Amen. knowledge and wisdom, um, and that's we, what, and that's what we, that's what God brought to us by opening up the mysteries, that we would have understanding and knowledge. Yes. And be and, and be able to be wise in what we do. And he brought us to be able to walk according to the character of his son in what we do. Amen. Amen. You know. And that was the that was the revealing of the mysteries because in the old testament they didn't have no character to follow because Jesus was not there. And he was not there in person, but he was there in spirit. Right. That's okay. Right. Here he came in in body to show us, and, and and as he materialized himself, we show he showed us from a natural perspective about being able to walk as being a child of God. Mm-mm. That's true, because um... because we needed that example. And we, we couldn't have that example from somebody in the spirit telling us this is how it is, but never had nobody to really show us in the natural about walking in it. Man. Hmm. And that's what Jesus came. And that was the mystery, that Jesus was the mystery that God opened up to us for us to see. Jesus. Mm. Oh, Oh, have mercy. Okay. Mm-mm-mm. Well, we thank God. You got anything you want to say before we go, Pastor? Ooh, I didn't know the time flew like it did. <laughs> uh, I know. The only, in, the closing, I, in my closing, I just want to say that sometimes we can't live a double standard life because when people look at us, um, we are the only Bible that they will ever read. Um, some would not never pick up the Bible to read it. And um, but we have to live as a an example of Jesus. Amen. Uh, strive. He did not. Nobody's him, but he says strive. But um, mm-hmm. life living has to be in good standard. So when others see us teach or preach, that they can't say that we live in a double standard. And Amen. Because we are the only Bible they that they will be able to read. Some of them. Amen, and, and, and you're so true about that because we're going to be the representation and the ambassadors to what people see as being able to walk in the character of Christ Jesus. Amen. You know, and that's what it's all about, us being able to be the representation of him. Right. In our yeah. daily walk. Amen. Mm-mm-mm. Well, we thank everyone. We thank you. What's your name, Pastor? I'm um, Evangelist Easter Williams. Well, we thank you, Evangelist Easter Williams. Please come back um, and be with us. We enjoy you. You can come share. And please um, give your information to, because it's on my spirit, give your information to Pastor Albright 
I want to have you come on one of my Wednesday nights and give a word from God, okay? Okay, she has scheduled me for an April, but you can, um, I, uh, um, with Don't worry about that. I'm going to move you up before that. Okay. <laughs> okay. So just, just, let her, just contact her and let her know that I said that and okay. she could bring you back to my attention. But we just thank God for everyone that was on the line tonight. We thank God for the woman of God and sharing. And um, we just want to pray over everybody. Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, we ask that everybody that heard your word and heard what was said about your word receive a complete understanding of your word and be able to bring application of your word into their lives and be able to walk in a, in a, in a mighty way in your word according to your will and your purpose in their lives. We ask you to bless the evangelist tonight. We thank God for her. You knew the right place to send her, that she was able to expound and share with me on the word of God, and that has truly uplifted your word to everyone that may have been a hearer of your word on the, tonight, that they be able to embrace and become a doer and not just a hearer. Also, Father God, we just thank you. And we praise you and we exalt you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. As we usually say on this line, in leaving, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Everyone have a blessed and wonderful night. God bless you. You do the same. You have a blessed and safe travel back home. God bless you too. Good night. Amen. Hey, go on, I ain't know we stayed, I stayed on.